0: is Dubai i 103.8 You're listening to Lunch With Lloyd Hi guys, it's Mark Lloyd from Lunch With Lloyd, really glad you could make it along to this podcast and you're going to love it We were talking this week about our best friends in school and are we still in touch with them? Did they drift away? Did we drift apart? Many people have kept in touch with friends since they were five years old. We also headed off to Hollywood for the latest news as to what to go and see at the movies with our movie critic William Mullally. Bollywood was on the menu as well and something called home uh, sounds really really cool listen to Sneha May Francis tell us all about that AJ Mr Brunch had uh, some great suggestions for places to go and enjoy brunches during the day and during the night over the weekend and we wrapped it all up with some live music and LaRouche certainly did us proud in the studio and do join me live on the show that's of course lunch with Lloyd from 11 o'clock weekdays only on Dubai I 103.8 You're listening to Live with Lloyd on Dubai I 103.8. Something that's really kind of special um, at school is your best friend. Would you say?
1: Yeah. Yeah, my best friend, we met when we were both five years old. Five? Yes. Wow. And years on, yeah. we are still best friends. Are you really? Yeah, she lives in England and we still stay in touch. I went to a wedding, literally from five years old. And if you look at the both of us, we still kind of look the same. Her name was Jane Smith.
0: Jane Smith?
1: Yes.
0: I wonder if she's listening. <laughs> you never know <laughs>
1: I'll send her this clip <laughs> so
0: what happened to Jane Smith I mean uh, she you know, got uh, married she yeah. got
1: kids but um, we still stay in touch I saw her a few years ago but it's she's my oldest oldest friend and I love the fact that we we knew each other since we were five, it's very rare that you have those yeah, kind of friendships. Yeah, definitely.
0: So you went through infant school? Yes. Did you go through junior school and no, senior school? No, senior
1: school we, we moved like about uh, half, an hour, half an hour away from each other but um, we still stayed in touch and um, to this day I can still text her or check her off on Facebook and it's well, really nice.
0: Fantastic. Uh, I've got to say I didn't meet my best friend until quite a few years later uh, starting senior school around about 11, 12 years old and we were both made prefect do you know what prefects? Oh, you, I
1: was a prefect. <laughs> was you a pre- so, did you have yeah. a badge?
0: Yes. <laughs> so I had a prefect badge, and so did my best mate, Paul. Uh, his name was Paul Walkden and uh, we were friends throughout our senior school um, years Um, used to go to football matches together, go out, got into three piece suits as well, buying three piece suits when we were kind of in our early teens and uh, played a lot of board games, I don't know he was just uh, my best mate and I've lost touch with him and and I'm going to make it a mission Mm. this weekend to try and track him down, he moved uh, down to Northampton in the UK, got married and we lost touch sadly Mm. but uh, anyway, let's see uh, about some you know some of your best friends is what we want to hear about. Best friends at school who maybe you're still in touch with, who uh, maybe you lost touch with, but we want to hear who they are, what you used to get up to as best friends. Thank you Zara for your message. My best friend at school was Clara. Uh, she taught me how to do makeup and we met when we were in our senior school years at 12 years of age and now 20 years on, we're both married and our husbands are best friends as well. That's a nice little tale, isn't it? Thanks for that, Zara. And also, Jono, um, you got up to some mischief with uh, your best mate. He was called Cameron. We used to get into all sorts of trouble and even got detention once together. We uh, broke the uh, school basketball net by hanging off of it. We still stay in touch to this day, but neither of us play basketball basketball anymore thank you for that Jono we're going to go to the lines Yvonne joins us on the show good morning Yvonne morning how are you today
2: I'm good just working away
0: yeah set for the weekend yeah (laughs) (laughs) so tell me about your uh, best friend at school Yvonne
2: uh we met on the first day um and we were both at high school for five years and they were a bit of a a wild time. we got up to a lot of, we got in a lot of trouble.
0: <laughs> so you met on the first day at school. Are we, are we talking about um, infant school, school here? No, no, high school. High school, right. So you met on the first day of high school. And uh, yeah. how, how did you meet? I mean, how did you just kind of click?
2: I unfortunately ended up going to high school with no one I knew in my class. Right. Um, so I kind of had to make friends quickly. So she had a few friends in that class and I just kind of, caught on to them on the first day and, and made friends with them,
0: so <laughs> okay. the rest is history. So what's this mischief that you guys used to get up to then? What kind oh, of uh, stuff, so, what kind of trouble? Is it broadcastable? I hope so.
2: Um, <laughs> I, I will censor it. Uh, what continue, what's uh, correct for radio, I remember we, we kind of skied off school to go to our first ever gig, which was EMS. This must have been about 1987, Really? <laughs> <laughs> they were playing in our town because um, it was just before they went big. Yeah. So we skied off school, saved up our, our dinner money, got tickets and went to see them. Got I, in a bit of trouble for I that. I
0: love that. that. That is a great um, story. Um, so, you know, did you keep in touch or did you drift apart over the years, Yvonne?
2: We did keep in touch. I went to uni and stuff and um, she went to work and we kind of took different paths. And I'd probably say in her 20s, we saw whenever I was working abroad and whenever I would go home, I would see her occasionally. Yeah. And then not so much in the 30s. I'm now giving away my age. I'm now in my 40s. (laughs) Well, I haven't heard from her for about four or five years, but think of her often. And she just recently actually reached out on LinkedIn. Oh, great. Um, So we got back in touch. So we've been talking again. So that's good. So the next time I go home, I'll catch up with her.
0: Yeah. Have you got pictures of, um, you know, those days back in the 80s, the big hair and and the makeup?
2: Yeah, Yeah, about half a can of hairspray on my hair (laughs) with pink and blue eyeshadow. Very tasteful.
0: Yeah. And And what's her name again? Fiona. Fiona. Right, well, give Fiona a shout out. And uh, Yvonne, thanks so much for your message and uh, for coming on and having a little bit of chat about your best friend. And uh, have a brilliant weekend. What's the plan for the weekend, Yvonne? Anything um, set in stone yet?
2: Not yet. I'm thinking maybe a chilled weekend, but I'm not entirely sure at all. Nothing wrong with one like of them. That.
0: I have one of those yeah. every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Yvonne, thanks so much. Keep your messages coming in uh, regarding your best friends at school. Who were they and what kind of things did you get up to? Thank you, Milani. My best friend was uh, Risha. Uh, we were in first year high school together. That's 13 years old and are still best friends now. She's an engineering graduate, turned into an IT professional based in the Philippines, and we regularly talk and chat Whenever I cry, she cries too, we're like sisters. What a lovely message that is. Thank you, uh, Rachel, for your message. My favourite best friend is uh, Camille. Uh, we tell each other everything. She's been there during the highs and lows of my life. Even though we live thousands of miles apart, feel like nothing has changed. Finn joins us on line number one. Good afternoon, Finn. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Very uh, good. All set for the weekend? Uh,
3: yes. I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to do, but yeah,
0: right, you're <laughs> ready for it anyway. So tell, oh, me, yes. tell me about your memories of your best friend at school and how you first met.
3: Oh, well, uh, my uh, friend Lindsay lived across the road and she came across and said uh, to my mum and said, have you got a daughter who lives here like that? So my mum said yes, and then we met and we've been some best friends ever since. Yeah, and Go ahead. we wanted to be... French. When we were about ten, we yeah. wanted to be French. So we decided to call ourselves <laughs> uh, Choss and Clerge. But Clerge <laughs> never caught on. So, to this day, we, if we phone each other out, it's always, hello,
0: Choss, hello, Choss. So with uh, the Really? So that's, uh, yes. So you've to kept, that, kept yeah. that name since you were seven years old. Why did you want to be French so much? It's what a, was the it's, fascination? A girl. Oh, it's
1: a girl thing, isn't it, I, Finn? Yeah, I don't know. I mean... They did go and live in Belgium
3: and uh, then her parents lived in France. So they all speak um, fluent French brilliantly and they teach uh, like French English and whatever, so yeah, all very, all great speakers but um it didn't rub off on me though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you do you speak fluent French as well? Obviously not uh, uh, I mean, no. w- what did you used to get up to uh, with your friend Lindsay you know, was it uh, off to the movies together or, you know, out shopping what yeah. was, What were some of the things?
3: Yeah, we did yeah, we, because we were very young and, and sadly she moved to uh, Belgium when she was 15 which was really, really heartbreaking yeah, um but we did, I mean, we used to, uh, like, sing to records and things like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> not very well, but it was good fun. And she played the piano, so, uh, no, we we just had fun, just fun.
0: And are you still, you're still in touch to this day?
3: Oh, yes, we have a, what we do is we have a three-way Zoom. So there's oh. Lindsay and her husband in, uh, in Sussex, right. and her mum and stepdad are in France. So we have a Zoom, and we usually <laughs> have a quiz, and I usually do a pop quiz. Oh, so really? Fun. So cool. Yes, yes. That's yes. really
0: cool, isn't it? Yeah.
3: yeah, we do. We do. From so, seven years. Her, yeah, and I call her mum mum. Uh, uh, yeah, and we used to, because I lost my mum quite a long time ago, so uh, she's my mum as well, so it's lovely. Yeah.
0: Oh, what a lovely story, Finn. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love the yeah.
4: fact that
1: you've stayed in touch so for so long, and you still have well, fun yeah. together.
3: Yeah, and I've got, I've got friends who I started horse riding with when we were about Seven, and we're still. Mm. Alison and I are still great. I keep. I have. I keep my friends. They're very, very important to me, okay. and I love them. And i And I've got a lot of friends in England and Scotland and New Zealand. And, and
1: you know, so it, I, it shows your character. You know. It shows your character when you have friends for a lifetime too, because you have to make yeah. the effort to stay in touch with them. And you know, it just shows what a lovely person you are.
3: Yes, is it? Well, it's lovely. They're very important to me. So. <laughs> Finn, uh, respect.
0: Yeah, respect to you. Thank you so much for your call. And thank you, Rajani, for yours. Lovely message. My best friend in school was Shilpi. Not only an amazing friend, but a super kind and considerate human being. During high school, I felt really sick with pneumonia and could not attend the school for three weeks. Um, Shipley, uh, though, made sure to take additional notes and spent enough time with me, staying with me for quite some time to ensure that I was up to date with the subjects I had missed and ready for the exams. Needless to say, we passed with flying colours. All credit goes to her. And we still reminisce uh, those memories from school and how childhood friends are friends for life. Thanks for that, Rajani.
1: This is Dubai i 103.8.
0: You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Yeah, welcome back to the show, Lunch with Lloyd, as ever, all the way through the hour of 2 o'clock today. Now it's time to talk some movies, and joining us on the show is William Mullally. Um, Welcome back from the US, William. How are you?
5: I'm good. I just got out of a movie, and I signed a bunch of papers. I'm not sure I'm allowed to say that I saw a movie. But I did just see a very anticipated movie coming out later this year.
0: Excellent. Well, I'm I'm sure we're going to be talking about that um, in future episodes um, of the show. So, uh, William, uh, what have you got for us this week uh, when it comes to movies that we need to be going along and seeing?
5: So there's a lot this week. And it's not just, you know, what's in cinemas, it's also, you know, what's at home, for example, you know, La Casa de Papel or Money Heist final season is going to be, be airing. Um, it's first part, you know, I think that's much, much anticipated for people. And there's so many different films, um, you know, coming out in future weeks, but I think the big one this week is Shang Chi, the new Marvel film, which is just hugely anticipated. I mean, anyone that loves a Marvel film, um, you know, Every single movie, doesn't matter if it's a new character or a familiar one, I think is always, you know, a very welcome presence in cinemas. And they are built for cinemas, I think, unlike any other movies out there. Like, you go, I think people that watch, for example, Black Widow, that came out earlier this year, people that watch it at home just didn't really connect with it as much because these movies are built for cinemas. And I think Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings um, from director Destin Daniel Cretton just really, I think, you know, captures the best of what makes Marvel work on the big screen.
0: Uh, yeah, um, so sounds almost like an anime um, movie. T- tell me more about uh, the origins of this story.
5: Yeah, so Shang Chi is a character that has been, you know, in the the Marvel archives for a long time and has never really taken the spotlight. And I, I think, but that's one of the coolest parts about the Marvel Cinematic Universe is, you know, it's not just about taking on you know the biggest, most famous characters. It's also about finding great stories and creating the characters that people will care about. And so while Shang-Chi was never, you know, the guy that was on the, you know, kids' um, pajamas like Spider-Man or Captain America or Iron Man, he's always been a very rich character. And I, I think the character that very much draws from the, you know, the martial arts history of, um, of, of Asia and, you know, of, of really, you know, Hong Kong cinema, Kung Fu cinema, yeah. and China. And so here they really made, like, the first, you know, Hong Kong cinema Marvel film, you know, the first, like, Kung Fu Marvel film, and they really embraced that. And it's the same way that, like, they were able to make us care about Guardians of the Galaxy, even though who'd ever heard of Star-Lord? Um, or really, I, I think, so many different characters, you know, and I think with this character, he is a uh, a guy who's, you know, on this kind of classic hero's journey, but there are some wrinkles that makes it feel like a classic Kung Fu film. So, Shang Chi was the, or is the, the son of the greatest, um, you know, supervillain that the world may not know. And in fact, if you remember Iron Man 3, there was that character of the Mandarin. Yeah. That was the big bad guy played by Ben Kingsley. So, in, in the, if you remember in Iron Man 3, he was, he turned out to be a fraud. He was just pretending to be this great villain. And it turns out the man that he was pretending to be was Shang Chi's father he's the actual you know master of the ten rings the mandarin um the man who goes by many names who's also a very classic marvel villain but you know he escaped that world and now he is living uh, a very average life in san francisco until fate brings him back and they must go um to take on his father and take on the the great powers of the the world that his mother came from in another dimension and it just it really has you know so much, you know, classic lore of, you know, Asian culture mm-hmm. in the same way we saw earlier this year with Ryan the Last Dragon, although it was much more, you know, um lower Southeast Asia. And uh, but I, I think really the the joy of this film is in the performances, including, you know, classic, you know, great, tremendous Asian actors like Tony Luang, um we know from In the Mood for Love, you know, the Express, Infernal Affairs, just one of the best um actors in the world. But also, you know, the debut performances by people like Timu Liu, um, who just really I think they plucked from you know, Kim's convenience the Netflix sitcom and has really brought him into the Avengers in a way that he feels like he should have always been there so I, I think although this is not a name that I, I think people might recognize the same way they did Black Widow I think it's a name that is going to be causing kids to be buying new action figures and it's definitely going to be a welcome addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe campaign.
0: So this is opening in cinemas this weekend?
5: It is. It is open today. Um, it is, uh, I think, the, the biggest film coming out this weekend. But I, I think, really, the draw at the end of the day is Marvel. And there are also a number of different cameos um, that I think people are going to be really, really excited to see. And you know, there are definitely um, hints at what is to come. Because if we look at where the Marvel Universe is right now, it's a really, really interesting time. And a lot of it is happening you know, in conjunction with um, what's happening on the, the smaller screen as well. So we saw earlier this year, which we've talked about extensively, um, you know, WandaVision come out and then Falcon and the Winter Soldier and then Loki. But it was Loki that set the stage for where we're going with the Marvel Cinematic Universe,
3: right? Yeah. yeah. So
5: Loki was about opening up the, the multiverse and the many different possibilities. And I think the most anticipated thing, the most anticipated film of the year, probably more than... Um, James Bond, which I know you're going to get mad at me for saying. <laughs> what? More anticipated
0: Spider-Man. than James Bond? <laughs> no,
5: no, more no, no, no. Than James Bond. Oh, it's Spider-Man. In, in yeah. fact, the, the Spider-Man, um, the No Way Home trailer, which came out last week, which we didn't have a chance to talk about, I think is in a lot of ways, you know, the biggest uh, movie moment of the summer so far. Just, just watching that trailer debut, it's really, I think, ignited just such interest in the Spider-Man character that Tom Holland has brought in a way that nothing else has. And yeah. it, so I think part of the promise of that is the promise of these other dimensions that we get in Shang-Chi. It's the promise that we might hint, hint, be seeing Tobey Maguire return. We might be seeing Andrew Garfield return. And in the trailer, we get to see um, Dr. Octopus return, Alfred Molina's turn in the um, 2004 Spider-Man 2 film. So I, I think the Marvel Universe is in a very, very exciting time when it's building towards you know what we're going to be getting with Spider-Man No Way Home what we're getting with um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and really I think the incredible possibilities of having you know every iteration of these characters and maybe even the X-Men events would show up has really just excited fans to no end and you know although I, I think Endgame was a high um, in terms of interest it was actually Spider-Man No Way Home that got more views than the Endgame trailer in the first 24 hours so I think people care more about where we're going with Spider-Man than they did with end- with Avengers which is which was the biggest movie of all time um, for a year. So that's insane to think about.
0: You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Hey, welcome back to the show. It's Lunch with Lloyd through till 2 o'clock today. Movies very much uh, on the menu. We've already spoke uh, about uh, Marvel. Um, William, I just want to run this by you. Um... Apparently, Jungle Cruise, which we spoke about a few weeks ago now, uh, has crossed the $100 million mark at the domestic box office over the weekend. And Disney has already announced a sequel. They obviously love this pairing of Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson, William.
5: Yeah, I think nobody loves this pairing of Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson more than Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson. Like, if if you've seen their social media, they just... They've been having so much fun together, not only making this movie, but doing the press for it and hanging out. And they have such, you know, instant chemistry that I think it's really, they don't want to stop here. Like, you could tell that they were really just getting started in this partnership. And I think we know Dwayne is someone who, once he finds someone that he has chemistry with, he sticks with that person. You know, I, I think Kevin Hart is a great example of that. You know, like, he and Kevin are now film married forever <laughs> and because you know i think Wayne is someone who is very careful about who he works with and once he finds the right people they are his people and i think jungle cruise as well is a movie that brought out his talents and hers in a fantastic way it you know harkens back to you know the classic sort of 80s films as we've spoken about you know from robert Zemeckis, from um steven spielberg as well as you know um summers with the mummy um in the late 90s and i i think the tone is so perfect for each of them and especially for, for Dwayne because he's a kind of classic movie star and so it's a classic movie star role. You know, relies on his innate charisma that he honed so well, you know, back as The Rock in WWF and then WWE and I, I think Jungle Cruise is a film that I keep telling people, now you'll have fun at this movie, I promise. And people keep messaging me about it saying yes they agree that was exactly what they were hoping to because I think from afar it looks kind of like this cynical kind of like going through the motions oh another sort of you know Disney movie based on a ride but I think really it's reinvigorating that idea and it's going to be I think getting people really excited not only for you know the Haunted Mansion film that was just greenlit but also maybe another potential Mm. um Pirates of the Caribbean film Fingers
0: crossed, if we can get that to happen. Yeah, um, it's been a huge success. Uh, apparently, uh, it's been in development for fifteen years, uh, so uh, they've obviously got it right. Um, anyway, look out for that Jungle Cruise. Um, looks like a sequel is coming. Now, coming back to uh, Shang Chi, apparently uh, you managed to catch up with um, uh, Aquafina on uh, on this uh, particular um, uh, movie. So, uh, tell me what that conversation was all about.
5: Yeah, so I mean, Aquafina was a, you know, I think a breakout star of the last few years and, you know, through films like Crazy Rich Asians, um, has really, I think, created a name for herself and that she is kind of a, a name brand. And while Simu Liu, as an actor, you know, is, is not a name that many people might know, I think he is so balanced well. And I think Awkwafina not only, you know, makes herself a star here, but she helps make him a star as well. She plays his best friend um, named Katie. It's not a romantic connection they are really just best friends (laughs) and they are you know kind of living this life where they are um they're you know parking cars they're doing karaoke they're not really caring about anything but the second they're brought on this crazy adventure you know katie is not someone with superpowers she is a normal person but she just has you know just a you know a remarkable goodness to her and you know a, a spirit that i think really only aquafina could play like she she always brings out something of herself in the characters, and I, I think getting into this film was just an incredible joy for her to work on the scale. You know, She was, I think, also the breakout star of Riot and The Last Dragon, um, playing The Last Dragon, and here I think her skills were even better put to the test in the Disney world, um, playing Katie in this film, and I think that was something that she really um, w- responded to, as she told me.
4: Um, wow, I think joy, joy was really everywhere you know it, um, I really loved playing Katie and I felt like it was one of the, the greatest roles of my life because uh, we were so similar and and I, and I think that she had a really fleshed out you know kind of presence in this movie so I really really big honor to play Katie uh,
0: that's um Aquafina then. Um, you also caught up with uh, with Daniel Cretton as, as, as well William. So tell me more about that conversation.
5: Yeah, I mean, Destin um, Daniel Cretton, the director of this film. I think he's not a, a person who's been in the Marvel universe before. He's new to this world, but I, I think the big challenge for him was not only creating this, you know, larger-than-life spectacle, this Hong Kong film that really brought out the best of what Asian cinema has to offer for a wider audience. It's also still a Marvel film at the end of the day. And I, you know, I had to ask him, you know, where was the Marvel in this film for him? Like, what makes this a Marvel movie um, when Marvel is so great at, you know, playing in different genres? um how do you make that
6: marvel and here's what you told me: good making it i mean even when you describe the mix of those genres that does feel like marvel to me i think it's a um Mar- marvel has created a um it, it's its brand around um kind of rebranding every movie but within the, within the the context of characters that make you laugh and cry and relationships that feel real. Um, and But I think that's the common denominator of, of every Marvel movie is, is a, a concentration on character simultaneously going on with the spectacle and the genre that whatever movie, uh, whatever is attached to that particular movie. Um, so it was it was a it was a balance that was i don't know I wasn't really thinking about Marvel specifically, I was just thinking about making the best version of this movie i I could, and it really is a family drama that is draped in the rich history of kung Fu martial arts films and ultimately a a superhero movie so Trying trying to find that balance was definitely the challenge, but it was it was very fun.
0: Superheroes meet martial arts <laughs> in this film, uh Sang Chi. Um so opening up this weekend, is this gonna be, you know, on the on the level of Avengers and Black Widow? Are people really gonna flock to the cinemas do you think to see this William?
5: I cannot tell you and I, I, I've been really fascinating I've been really fascinated to, to see that play out because this is a really unproven commodity. We're also at like a weirder time when people aren't necessarily going to flock to the cinema just for any reason, because there's concerns about, about health, there's just concerns about the world. But I do think that when there's a film that provides the, the feeling that people need right now, people will flock to the cinema. So untested commodities like Jungle Cruise, like um, Free Guy, I think have brought people in, but those really relied on star power. I, I think people that go see Shang-Chi were really going to enjoy it, but I don't know if they're going to all flock to the right weekend. This might be a word-of-mouth Marvel hit in a way that we haven't really seen because these are always, you know, first weekend um, movies. But I'm happy to be proven wrong and I really think that, you know, people should definitely go check this out because it has some of the best action sequences that we've seen and visual effects of any Marvel film that we've seen. But, you know, Shang-Chi is unproven, but I think, you know, just like uh, the character himself, he's up for the challenge. And I'm excited to see that play out.
0: Excellent. And very quickly, um, a movie called Dune. Um, it's Jason Momoa's latest opening up this weekend as well. Um, what, what do you make of that one?
5: Well, I cannot say anything about Dune. I can tell you I'll be talking to Jason Momoa tomorrow. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, ask him Ask him what he thought of the movie.
5: <laughs> I will, I will. No, I mean, I have thoughts, but I've signed so many papers to tell you any of those thoughts. I can tell you that it is a movie that exists. Um, and I
0: cannot tell you whether or not I've seen it Okie doke Always great to have you on the show William Mullally Uh, Thanks so much for that Shang-Chi obviously the big one opening up this weekend in cinemas This is Lunch with Lloyd On Dubai Eye 103.8 Welcome back to the show Right now we're turning our attention to the world of Bollywood and uh, well she's my guru when it comes to Bollywood Sneha May Francis joins us on this show How are you Sneha?
7: (laughs) I'm good, I'm good. Hardly a guru, I must add.
0: (laughs) All set for the weekend?
7: (laughs) All set for the weekend. Just going to relax and sit at home and watch some uh, stuff on Netflix or Amazon.
0: (laughs) Brilliant. Okay, well, we're going to get started with something called Karuthi. Let's have a quick listen first. (laughs) What
8: is
5: it?
0: So that's the trailer then for Karuthi. What do we know about this one, Sneha?
7: So this one is a it thriller. It's a Malayalam uh, thriller, which is set inside a home. Very unusual place to for a thriller to set in. But this is where people from different backgrounds they unite one fateful night uh, in the most unusual circumstances, exposing their deepest fears. Now, the underlying question that they are addressing here is, whose truth is more valued? Is Is it what I believe in or is it what you believe in? You know, mm. in that sense, I think it's a very powerful movie, a very, uh, you know, uh, important film at that, that what makes one question the fundamental idea behind faith. Now, um, I, I enjoyed it. It was quite unconventional, but asking a very important question, power-packed performances. Um, however.
0: <laughs> the, the big however. She's I always waiting for I that. I always yeah. have one. I Go always on. have a however.
7: <laughs> So here my my problem is there's a there's a really famous uh, celebrated Malayalam actor Prithviraj who you know steps in in a rather unconventional role he's also backing the film as a producer yet i felt his performance uh compared to the rest uh kind of falls back a little because I felt that it was exaggerated, it was a little over the top, it was not in sync with the pitch of the other performances mm. and that I felt was such a big drawback because you've dragged me in into this house, you know, you've made me feel uncomfortable, you're throwing me into situations that I don't want to get into and yet I feel somewhere there's you know, it's it feels unreal it feels like it's like a drama you know, it's not believable if I could add so that I thought was such a, it's unfortunate that he, despite, you know, his years of experience, I thought was the weakest link in the film. But yet, I, setting that aside and, you know, I still feel it's an important film that one should watch, you know, just looking at how cinema is kind of growing, you know, we're looking at different themes and conversations. Yeah. And so in that sense, I think it's, a, it's an important film, but does it get 10 on 10? Uh, no. <laughs>
0: Uh, do you think it was, you know, the, um, the director really, you know, should uh, make sure he's getting the best performances out of them all and, and, and in the same kind of pace and, uh, you know, um, so so that it works. Do you think maybe he was um, to blame for that?
7: Absolutely. And these are new new faces, you know, behind the camera, this guy named Manu Warrior. You know, I think for them, it's also difficult when there's a big star you know, on the frame. First of all, you've given him a rather different role to play, not the one that we would think he would have taken on. But I think somewhere they have to be able to, like, push it forward and say, at the end of the day, you're all performers. You know, there's no star. Yeah. There's just an actor in front of the camera. I think it'll take time, but I think, you know, it's just... One step in the right direction.
0: Okay, where can we see this one?
7: This one's on Amazon Prime and it's called Kurudi. It's a Malayalam
0: film. Now, um, second piece that we're going to bring up today is something called Home.
9: Hello, Radiakit. No, I'm not WhatsApp to be able
6: Papa do poy. I'm not going
9: to be Facebook to do that
4: facebook WhatsApp
9: chat charles whatsapp instagram I was like, I'm to go to the film director. I'm going to go to the film director. I'm going to go to the film director. I'm going to go to the film director. I'm going
0: uh, home. Now, this definitely sounds lighter fair doesn't it? Just by the music
1: and the word Facebook, <laughs> Facebook it sounds yeah. very
0: home, homely. <laughs> so so you've
1: got all the keywords in, yeah.
7: Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> what is it? A, a special look at Facebook from two friends. What? What? What can we uh, get from this one? Home.
7: So this one's on Amazon Prime again, and this is about a family of five. They live in an interestingly laid house where generations clash over tech and communication so the young boys spend all their time on their gadgets they're documenting communicating with anyone who will but their older folks are desperate to kind of play catch up there's instagram live youtube mm. and facebook like you all just pointed out they play yeah. central parts yeah wherein you know it shows how it links people across the world but yet disconnects the ones closer home wow i like so that yeah
0: i do as it, well it, it,
1: it,
7: it's a fairy tale of sorts This film and i absolutely absolutely loved it you know it it kind of tugs at the heart it makes you know one realize that it's okay to look up from one's gadgets and live life a little you know we're so caught up in our virtual life that we never look around and you know at least have a conversation with the ones who love us so uh, for me the the central part is played by this actor called Indran Now he's you know he's one of those actors who's done hundreds of films in Malayalam but, you know, one who played always, the you know, the sidekick or the, the comic sidekick which yeah. kind of fit into that box, but never got any central role to play. But now he is kind of exploring a different, you know, side to him. You know, you kind of directors are willing to kind of tap into his true potential, because I also think, you know, OTT and, you know, platforms, you know, your Netflix and Amazon's kind of pushing directors to look at unconventional way of storytelling. It's no longer... You know the superhero uh, star in the in the you know at the center of it all. So in that sense, Indrani, I thought he was just fabulous in this cast. And there are two young boys. I mean, not I wouldn't say young uh, boys who play the younger role. There's Srinath Bhasi and Nasreen. Oh my God, there's so much genuineness and charm, and and also relatable. I can see this. You know, I remember my mum uh, actually paying me extra cash to teach her how to use <laughs> Gmail. Oh, <no>. <laughs> so so <laughs> the first. The first instance that you hear is about this, you know, the father going uh, to his younger son with a phone and saying, can you teach me how to use WhatsApp and Instagram? And he's got a list of things that he wants him to teach him. Yeah. So, yeah, it's so relatable. It's something, it's, it's also one of those, you know, movies that you miss home a little too much yeah. and you yeah. want to pick up the phone and say, you
1: know, I wish I can touch you and hug you and see you.
0: Oh, that that sounds like a really charming film, So, Sneha,
1: it? do you not have any criticism at all for this film? Is this a 10 no, out of 10 film? No, oh, I loved it. I loved oh, it. So.
0: Amazing. <laughs> uh, and where can we see it if if we want to go and check this out?
7: Oh, you must. This one's called Home and this, this is on Amazon Prime.
0: Absolutely brilliant. Well, uh, that can be my homework yes. for the weekend. Clever.
7: <laughs> well done. Yeah. Sneha, have
0: yourself a brilliant weekend. And uh, thanks for bringing uh, those uh, two films, Karuthi and Home, to our attention. If you're into your Bollywood, that's what you need to be watching. I think I might come back talk a little bit about Korean movies with my <laughs> co presenter today and producer, as, like my wife. <laughs> Every night when I get home, I feel like I'm walking into a household in Seoul, in, in Korea, not in Dubai. It's absolutely filled with Korean soap opera stuff. And we're also going to check out um, uh, Punham's jacket. I think we need to put a picture of that on our social media. It's like totally over the top. Something that Mark Lloyd would wear.
1: This is Dubai I 103.8.
0: You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Yeah, welcome back. The weekend right around the corner, of course, and who doesn't love going out for a good meal or a good... Do you eat out a lot at the weekend? Do you know, this
1: week I've been cooking at home. I don't know why, but I do like eating out. Yeah,
0: something pretty special about it. And uh, a man who eats out a lot (laughs) joins us right now on the show. AJ, aka Mr Brunch. How are you, sir?
9: I'm very well, thank you, Mark. It's good to speak to you. I don't think I've... For about a month,
0: I, I know, think. it's been a long, long time. Congratulations are in order, I know, because uh, you've gotten yourself engaged on your holidays, Yay! haven't you, yeah. eh? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, yeah. We took the
9: plunge. We're really, really <laughs> <tight. Thank
0: laughs> you, so you took the plunge. I took the plunge 30 odd years ago, and uh, I still haven't come up for air yet, <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, anyway. <laughs> AJ, Mr. Brunch, good to have you back um, on the show. Now, uh, you've come up with some lovely places for us to go uh, and uh, enjoy some brunches this weekend. Uh, where are we going to get started?
9: We are going to get started right at the top of the Taj JLT at Paros, which is um, really excited to, uh, to be launching tonight. We're actually going. Um, they have got a brand new night brunch called Nissy Night Brunch.
0: Nissy Night Brunch. Right. Uh, yeah. so, so tell me more about this, uh, this restaurant, man.
9: Uh, so it's 46 floors up, so it's got an amazing uh, panoramic, panoramic poolside views all the way uh, down Shedside Road, over the golf course. Um, really, really great views. And it, it combines uh, Greek food, if you like that, Greek and Mediterranean food, with mm. some really nice entertainment. So they've got okay. things like uh, stuffed peppers, they've got uh, veg musaka, uh, of seabass, and saganaki, which is fried cheese, which is, sounds delicious, but mm. not really healthy.
0: Sounds healthy as well.
9: Yeah, yeah, definitely put some uh, some pounds on, on the weekend. But it's Thursday, so you are so allowed that. But here's my um,
1: question. Here's my question. You just said put some pounds on the weekend. Are you having a brunch every weekend? Is that you know? Is that part of your job?
9: <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah, every Thursday, Friday. I wow. Saturday so
0: as well. He certainly covers these brunches. <laughs> I can tell you. So this is a nighttime one. So what, what timings are we looking at? Uh, so
9: starting at seven o'clock um up on the 30 sorry 46th floor and it goes through till 10 30 p.m um, and there's an after party as well so it's really really good value and they've got some really great kind of electronic drummers and djs and, and the like as well so it's a good way to start your weekend
0: yeah i've seen quite a few videos of these guys that play drums electronic drums in various nightclubs with like laser lights flying off the drums <laughs> <laughs> i mean they're brilliant aren't they
9: yeah, really, really good. It's, it's all the rage. And it's like, just coming back from, uh, from Ibiza, it's all the rage down there. It's very kind of
0: trancey and uh, it gets you right in the mood. Yeah, he proposed in Ibiza. Did you? Where, you know? What a romance! Where,
1: where did you propose in Ibiza? Where exactly? Uh,
9: so there's a, uh, a place right down, not Cafe Mambo, but it's a, it a nice private restaurant just down the road from uh, Cafe Mambo in uh, San Antonio. So yeah. just the sunset uh, dropped, I, uh, I dropped down into one knee. <laughs>
0: As, as any gentleman would do. And uh, what was the response? I know it was a yes, but was it a yes right away or were the tears? And, you know, did the the whole restaurant kind of get involved? They did,
9: Well, they did. So she didn't actually know. I made her turn around and pretend to be taking a picture. Um, and then I just got down and she just wasn't facing me for ages. And the whole restaurant just stood up in anticipation. She turned around, and the whole restaurant was... Standing up, just kind of applauding. So oh, same, uh, brilliant. For
0: her. It was great. Great stuff. Um, all right, so uh, coming back to uh, the, a, the, night brunch, package, uh, yeah. the night brunch, the night brunch, um, Nisi night brunch, what are we looking at in, in terms of price there? Uh,
9: so they've got uh, three or uh, four different packages. The soft package is 2 25 per person. Uh, the house beverage package is 2 Sparkling is 3 and if you really want to uh, celebrate, they've got a, uh, a French bubbly package for six fifty per person.
1: So we've just had a text from Elisa, and she says, what's the most expensive and exclusive brunch in the UAE, and why do you think it's so exclusive?
9: Oh, right, put me on the spot there. Um, there, I'm not sure whether it's actually still running. There used to be one at uh, Pierre Chic by Marco Pierre White.
3: Oh, wow. Um,
9: that was really, really expensive. The top package there was at a thousand dirhams. Wow! Uh, and of course, the, the reason why because it was pier and it mm. was Marco mm. Pierre White, but the quality of seafood was absolutely stunning. Mm. Um, and then occasionally, for special occasions, there was uh, a brunch which was on valentine's day um and that was at uh, stars and bars and that included things like a private limo and a helicopter and an actually wow. an engagement proposal ring and that was that was forty five thousand dirhams so that's that's
1: one <laughs> the girl better be uh, worth uh, it I, for I hope
0: that answers your question lisa now getting on to our second brunch um this weekend uh laville what do we know about this one aj
9: Uh, So this one's down at City Walks um, and this one's at Grave, which is their steakhouse. And this one is, um, I think Dubai's actually needed one of these uh, since Ruth Chris uh, ended. There are great steakhouses, of course, but this one is a dedicated steak brunch. Um, So they've just started this one a couple of Fridays ago. And this one's a really long one from 1pm till 5pm. So I'm really, really impressed at the menu. We're going to try this one actually in a couple of weeks. Um, But they have two kind of pre-courses the first course comes along with you know, some chilled seafood and salmon carpaccio and, and, and beef tartare uh, then they they it up a little bit with some crispy calamari and goat cheese and, and liver parfait but the main course are your choice of steaks where they've got uh, a sanchoku wagyu ribeye a black angus fillet, fillet and a black angus strip lawn to choose from from your main course
0: nice okay that's sounding is that wetting your appetite
1: everything he's saying is <laughs> wetting my appetite the helicopter ride sounded good too
0: so uh, what are we looking at in terms of our pockets for this one
9: uh not too
1: bad it's uh again it's a
9: four-hour brunch from one till five on fridays and it's two nine nine for soft beverages or three nine nine uh including house beverages and sparkling
0: okay um now we've got one more to look at and this is saffron so what do we know about this one aj
9: uh, what don't we know about Saffron Evolved? So I think if you, anyone's been here for a while, everyone knows about Saffron. It's at the Atlantis, the Palm. Yep. It was kind of Dubai's most iconic, legendary party brunch back in the day. Um, they've taken a bit of a, a hiatus. So they, they closed for a year. Um, they needed a bit of a refurb and a refresh, I'd say. It, it kind of rested on its laurels for a bit. It got a bit stale, got a bit stayed, um, And a lot of new party brunches just came up and overtook them. Mm, but mm. They're, they're relaunching... Uh, last weekend uh, back with a fresh bang they've got uh, the red carpets have gone they've got a really nice slick refurbishment and they've uh, each week has got a different theme so you're like these uh, last week was a 90s theme uh, this Friday is a Michael Jackson special which I'm gutted to be missing um, next week is 80s uh, the week after that is an ABBA special and then Friday the 24th of September is a uh, a noughties 2000 special
0: ok so they're really incorporating the music then and um um the abba one sounds like uh, it would be a lot of fun
9: hey, uh, 17th I'll, uh, I'll i'll message them to see if we can get you an invite down there
0: Mark. <laughs> uh super cool so uh, this is saffron as you say i, I have been there i, I remember celebrating my uh, son's 21st birthday over at, at saffron a really good huge uh, kind of uh, room and uh, it was always um you know a, a great spread let's say so uh, what are we looking at in terms of price
9: uh, definitely. So they're, they're yeah, same spread, same food. Uh, entertainment is, is stepped up. Uh, they have two packages only. Uh, it's an over 21 brunch. So they don't actually run a soft beverage package. They do 455 for house beverages or 495 for sparkling. And that's Fridays from one till four.
0: Lovely. Well, uh, some great options uh, then for uh, our weekend uh, brunches and dining outs. Uh, As always, AJ, real pleasure to have you uh, on the show and uh, do enjoy your night brunch as well uh, this weekend. And uh, we'll catch you next week on the show.
1: This is Lunch with Lloyd.
0: On Dubai Eye 103.8. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Definitely getting into that weekend uh, feeling on lunch with Lloyd today. And uh, we love to talk music on this show. And it's a real pleasure to welcome uh, a singer who I'm sure uses the same hairdresser as I do. Oh,
8: you two look like (laughs) twins. I'm telling you, you need to start a band. Uh,
0: LaRouche, how are you doing?
8: Hi, thank you so much for inviting me. I feel amazing. Thank you.
0: Yeah, do we have the same hairdresser?
8: I I actually did my hair by myself. (laughs) All right.
0: Well, it looks fantastic. We should form a duo. Yes, Definitely. thank you so much. The next Eurythmics. <laughs> so tell me, uh, you're from Buenos Aires in Argentina. I am, Argentina. indeed, yes. How did you come to Dubai? What's the story?
8: So uh, it's a very interesting story because I used to be a flight attendant before. Okay, I flew yeah. for uh, 10 years. and But my dream was always uh, to be a singer and to pursue music. So uh, while I was flying, I managed to write my album and everything. So I'm I'm proud of that baby, um so while you were flying though where did you record it at home um i did i record a few songs in the studio a few songs at home uh it's funny because i used to like i always say this story i used to run to the toilet with my phone and and just make it <laughs> no, a voice note you know yeah most artists do that that's, like in voice that's notes exactly what i used to do because yeah. that's where inspiration comes exactly you don't know when it's gonna come yeah yeah and even nowadays uh This is very funny. Um, When I want to write a song or something, I put in the back, you know, those kind of noises. I put a plain noise. so that helps me to Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. and you run to the bathroom (laughs) not really, I can do that at home, that's fine (laughs) yes, I do that
0: now, I I know you've been quoted as saying that you were born in the wrong era Mm -hmm. musically, what's the story behind that, LaRouche? Uh,
8: because I've always liked very old music, very, uh, you know, blues and soul, and I'm not very into the mainstream, I have to say that, and um even when I was younger, my mom was like, "What are you listening to?" Like, "And who were kid? you listening to?" Yeah. I, you know, Ella James, Nina Simone. Wow. I was yeah. very young and listened to that music. I was like, "Oh my god, what who is this?" Who introduced you to those artists though at such a young age? I have no idea. Yes. I I don't know. I think I just started hearing and listening to the music. I was like, "Who is this?" And then I started, you know, um, you know, like looking for more information and stuff, and then I realized was my uh, style I look we all had rock bands mm. you know I'm sure you did as well and I mean in Buenos
0: Aires <laughs> you, you will be hearing a lot of Latino uh, music I'm guessing as well you know wow I love
8: this so you're a
0: real jazzer <laughs> yes, yes.
8: Um, I do I, I do sing Spanish sometimes because people likes to hear it yeah but it's not my you know it's not what I enjoy the most But as I mentioned before, I used to have a few rock bands. I even had a metal band. That was crazy. And I think we all have to, you know, sort of search and see who we are. Because when you're young, you don't really know Hmm. what's your style and what you want in life. And I think when I found blues, soul, and jazz, I was like, yes, this is it. This is my forte. Well, I can hear that deepness in her uh, speaking uh, voice too.
0: already. Yeah, me too. I cannot wait to hear her sing. I, I mean, so you wrote this album while you were still a flight attendant. Yes. Uh, um, what were some of the topics that, that that you covered? You know, some of the uh the
8: exit door. Yeah. <laughs> not really. Um, I should have though. Chicken um, or beef? <laughs> that's a good one. I, I thought about writing about that, but I don't think people will take it seriously. <laughs> Um, One of the songs, actually, the name of my album is uh, Feathers, and that song uh, talks about the transition in between flying and starting to to, uh, sing and Mm -hmm. perform. Actually, if you hear, um, you can Google the lyrics and you will see, uh, they have a lot of uh, hidden messages, you know, and stuff, um, because we used to use, you know, red lips, so the song talks about, like, kiss my red lips and then I'll be gone and these kind of things. So it has a few messages. Uh, it talks about love. I have some songs about love, and also some stuff that makes us uh, a bit uncomfortable as uh, you know, a human beings, sometimes you're with someone, but you think about another person yeah. that you had before and you can forget. So you're, yeah. re-
0: you're reading my mind. LaRouche, <laughs> uh, OK, so you're going to sing us a few bars um, of uh, a little piece of music. Once again, uh, live on Dubai, I-103.8. such a pleasure to have LaRouche.
4: If I could make you see Baby what I can be With you by my side Life will be so kind If I can't Keep you with me If I can't Make you believe that our time is now Oh, can't you see? Then I better go home Oh, oh. if I could only make you see If I could only make you feel Oh, if you could only stay with me How good it would be
0: That is absolutely magical, uh, LaRouche. Uh, and I can feel the classic singers You can in, feel the Amy Winehouse. Yeah, That's the first thing I thought. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, do you perform anywhere regularly? I mean, is yes. there anyone who can see you in town?
8: Yes, I am performing regularly in the Paramount Hotel in Business Bay. I'm doing on Tuesdays. It's my solo show. So if you want to hear more of this Amy Winehouse vibe, <laughs> please go ahead and book your space. Because it's a tiny space, so it gets booked, uh, you know, Feel really, uh, really fast. That's so. the
0: movie hotel, isn't it? It's yes, good, kind yes. of a throwback to the movies. Elisa saying reminds me of uh, Joss Stone. Yeah, oh, yes. uh, as
8: well. Yes, she's one of my biggest inspirations as yeah. well. I love her.
0: Very soulful. Yeah. And also
8: on Wednesdays, I'm doing a murder mystery show uh, with some other artists as well. That's really cool. So you should. Um, to check it
0: out yeah. yeah yeah i mean do you accompany yourself on instrument or uh, um, is it backing tracks how does it work or a live band maybe
8: i'm doing backing tracks right now so, yeah so so far not live bands uh working on that and i'm also working on a new songs so a lot I, of i've got to say that,
0: that the backing there uh, were they musicians from from dubai or no
8: they're uh from philippines and some of them from dubai uh, and some of them from Colombia. We, yeah, I, I went all over the world, and I was like, I want this, I want that, and I want that, and we put it together. Yeah,
0: it's really funky, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's I love a really it. cooking band. That's
8: my uh, latest release. It's called "If I Could Only." Uh, released it on the 14th of February of this year, just for lovers.
0: You um, know? And where can if we, we want to get that uh, piece of music? Where where can we find it?
8: You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, Deezer, tidal uh any anywhere honestly you can google my name and you find it as well
0: yeah and, YouTube. and you, you say you've got uh, you're writing new music what's uh, you know what's coming out the pen at the moment
8: yeah so um nice i get to tell you guys what i'm doing uh a few months ago i went on vacation to turkey and i had a really bad accident oh
4: no
8: yeah it was really bad so i'm writing about that and uh but i'm making a funk and cool way of putting it so yeah, I don't have the name yet, but no. uh, it's about that and. What comes? How, is
0: it lyrics that come first f- for you, then, or, or uh, I, and, I and think then it you take all it, together? Yeah, does it? So you hear the the chords as well. I, in I
8: hear the music in my head. And yeah, so I, I sort of put it all together. I write, hear the music, and then I have to do the famous boys' notes because I have, as I mentioned before, I have very bad <laughs> memory. It's fine, no.
1: <laughs> it, but it's true.
8: You'll think of a melody, and then the next morning you'll be like, oh, what was it again? You
0: know? Yes. And yeah. you know,
1: there's a great story that um, Michael Jackson said he had a dream, and he had the melody come in his head for the Earth Song, and he was going to go back to bed, and he heard a voice saying, If you don't take this Mm. melody now and Mm. record it, I'm giving it to Prince. You know wow. what I
8: mean? And that was a true story. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm sure amazing. Prince would
0: have been very happy with that. <laughs> it uh, happened
8: many times that I was uh, sleeping and I get a song in my head, yeah. but then when I wake up, I forget. And yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> why? You've
0: got to get up, haven't
8: you? I know, you have to get up and just record it. Yeah, that's what you've got to do. is
0: with you, you'd have a lot of sleepless nights then, wouldn't you? Yeah. you know, making, <laughs> uh, I also want to mention, um, we spoke right in the, the, the height of the lockdown where you mm-hmm. were doing something called, bal- uh, what was it, Balcony Balcony's
8: I- Got Talent. Balcony's got talent. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How did that go? I mean, uh, you know. Yeah.
8: I, yeah, I started singing with my husband on the on the balcony because we couldn't do anything else. And I was like, look, I resigned from my job to pursue music and everything went to lockdown. Oh. I was so lucky, right? So um, we said we got to do something. So we did for, uh, for 30 days, we did one video per night, uh, one live. So we got a lot of people coming yeah, in, you yeah. know, enjoying the live music. And uh, during, you know, when the... Um, like almost done, we used to go out and just play, you know, some songs for the for the people because I live in motor city so we have a lot of people around a lot of
0: and, neighbors, yeah. That's so yeah,
8: cool. And they were you know clapping in the balconies and balconies stuff. Nice. got talent. Oh, that's that's amazing. Yeah. I
0: think you should keep that going actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh LaRouche, a real pleasure to have you on the Thank show. You, the pleasure um, is all mine. Once again, if people want to follow you, tell me one more time.
8: Yes, LaRouche on Instagram and uh also Spotify, iTunes, YouTube Any uh, music platform, actually. And can you spell La Ruce? L-A-R-U-D-C-H-E.
0: Nice one. Great to have you on the show. Fantastic voice.